The St. Louis Cardinals drop game one of a three-game series against the Colorado Rockies. Today, we're going to do a crossover episode with Paul Holden from Locked on Rockies hosting. We're going to talk a bit about the Arenado trade and what is going on with the Cardinals and why the beginning of this season is so disappointing. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans and Cardinals fans, welcome into a Locked On crossover event between Locked On Rockies and Locked On Cardinals, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies or St. Louis Cardinals, you are in the right place because that's what we do around here is talk about our favorite baseball team each and every single day. I am Paul Holden and I am just part of of this crossover event. Let's bring in the real star of the show here. We're live meeting first time here crossing over between us as hosts, but not the first time Cardinals and Rockies have gotten together to talk baseball because these two teams, a little bit of history recently and off to uh, some distinct starts. JD, welcome into the show. For those on Locked on Rockies that haven't gotten the chance to meet you, why don't you, why don't you say hi and then I'll say hello to, to, to the Cardinals fans after. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. And uh, hello to all of the Rockies fans out there. Uh, we're sorry we took Nolan Arenado from you. That, that's it. That's all I got for you. I, I just I, I feel like I owe you an apology, but we appreciate it. You guys are you guys are sweet. You know, uh, no. Uh, well, you know, I, I as someone who will forever remain salty about it, I appreciate the apology. Uh, and today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. JD, let's start there. You're trading Nolan back, right? You're going to take <laughs> all of the pieces back that you that you traded. You're going to give the Rockies the money back because it's totally not worked out for the Cardinals, right? Let's <laughs> let's get it out of the way first. I know some people might roll their eyes. More Nolan Arenado talk, but there's... A really, I think this year is a really interesting year upon, about reflecting on that trade. So I am curious, JD. Now entering, if I'm correct, is it's year three of mm -hmm. Nolan Arenado on the Cardinals. Tell me just your brief thoughts on the trade here uh, when it happened and looking at it now. Uh, when it happened, I couldn't believe it. Uh, remember, we had conversations about it uh, a year prior to that. The the previous season, there was thoughts that. Oh, the Cardinals are, are interested in getting. Well, yeah, isn't everybody interested in having <laughs> Nolan Arenado on their team? And as fans, we took it as, oh, they're just telling us that to uh, give us something to chew on. But they're never going to make a deal like that. There's that's no way that's happening. Why would the Rockies ever do that? And then when it happened, and then you started to see who was involved in the trade, and you're like, wait, that's it? Wait, hold on a second. And the Rockies are going to pay for him. Like, what happened there? I still don't understand it. I, I don't know how on the Colorado side of things they were like, this this sounds good. This is a great idea. Obviously, on the Cardinals side, fantastic idea because with, uh, you know, the older guys like Molina, Wainwright's still around, but he's going to be moving on. We had no idea Pujols was going to come back, but we were looking for that leader again. Paul Goldschmidt on the team 
arguably the best player, but then we needed somebody who had some fire. And that's something that Nolan Arenado brought to the table, as well as being one of the best, if not the best third baseman in all of Major League Baseball. So uh, on the Cardinals side of things, it was really disbelief for me when it when it actually went down. I could not believe it and, and still a little bit in disbelief about it that Nolan Arenado is a Cardinal and is uh, doing these great things wearing our jersey now. Were you worried about the opt-out at all? A little bit. A little bit when I started seeing what other that's like that's the big kicker I said because I was sitting there wondering I was like the money is insane yeah. and you're Nolan Arenado I mean you just you, you did everything and you would have been the MVP if it wasn't for your teammate uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of, of the infield I did think for a second there was a chance that someone was going to come in and say hey Nolan you opt out. We'll we'll drop. We'll, what do you want? You know, yeah. maybe not for as many years. Maybe not. Maybe Nolan really wanted the. I think that year long commitment and and putting the contract stuff out of his mind is a big deal for him. I think that stuff was kind of a big deal in Denver and obviously when the trade and all that. Now it's kind of the deal is done. I'm here, but yeah, that that crossed my mind. I was definitely worried about. Well, <laughs> I can't say worried about it, but it's <laughs> something I thought about. Sure and. The Cardinals have had a, a knack for when they get somebody who has an opportunity to be a free agent soon after they trade for him, they have a way of getting them to stick around. You know, they seduce them with everything that the St. Louis Cardinals franchise is about and how great the fans are. And it's usually meaningful baseball by the time October comes around and they're able to keep these guys around. It's happened over and over and over. They did it to another former Rocky and Matt Holiday when they were able to get that, him from the A's. And they told him like, look, look how much fun you're having. This is great, isn't it? Look around. And that's how they keep them. But this one, because of the money and how gargantuan these contracts are getting, there was a little bit of worry because if I'm the one Arnado, I'm thinking, well, Cardinals, why don't I opt out and then we can lock in, but give me more since I'm kind of the best one around. And he decided, no, he was like, that's not what I'm here for. Let's uh, let's just roll on and uh, and keep going with what we're doing. And maybe you guys can use that money towards finding other pieces to make this team better. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do it this offseason, which was something that kind of bugged a lot of Cardinals fans. And we're going to get into that. I just want to wrap up the the Arenado talk here with just one thing. Uh, you know, two out of three of the pieces of the trade have fallen through in my eyes. I think we've seen enough from Austin Gomber to say he can contribute to the team, yes, but he's associated with the trade. Right. But I got to tell you, the one I'm excited for it, and he, and I don't think it's hard to replace Nolan, but Montero seems legit. I mean, he uh, mm-hmm. he is swinging the bat well. He's earned his starting spot on the uh, at third base for the Rockies here. I when I mentioned at the top of this, it's an interesting point of reflection. Now at least this thing can go a little bit away because I see what the Rockies were going for. This guy can bring some thump to Coors Field. And he's not going to be winning a Gold Glove every year, but. If the dude hits bats close to 300 with 30 home runs, we'll take that all day. I mean, and so I'm just curious out of out of the what you've seen now, what do you think of Montero and 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 Gomber specifically? Uh, I, it's hard to judge any pitcher when they have to 
play half their games at Coors Field. Like, it's tough. You know, um, I, I haven't looked at the splits to see what his numbers are outside of Colorado. Um, but he was a nice – you'll never have enough left-handed pitchers. And if you can have solid ones, it's nice to get your hands on one. But uh, I don't even know – like you said, I don't know if he was even the crown jewel of the people that – Colorado was trying to get their hands on there, that it was really Montero who was a, a nice prospect for the Cardinals and is clearly panning out well for you guys and is uh, somebody that's in your, your your starting lineup and is contributing each day. And uh, I think that's great because when you see trades and as much as like, you know, you're like, oh, Cardinals took advantage of it and you kind of want to do the highway robbery. You also like the fact that, hey, you found a good trade for both sides. You know, you, you don't want to burn any bridges with other teams by ripping them off. So uh, to see that Montero is uh, doing some good things for the Rockies, that's good. And he looked good last night. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's get into some current day baseball. I do have a nice question from the live chat that I, that I want to hit you with uh, here from uh, from my guy, Joel DeGrace. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends at So Rare. They're our new sponsor and it's pronounced so rare. Just want to make sure that you know, because you're it's so rare that you find a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace like this that's transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You're going to collect, buy, sell, and compete with player cards against global communities to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. That's SoRare.com, S-O-R-A-R-E.com slash LockedOn to get your fantasy baseball experience adventure underway and we are underway with the locked on crossover here locked on rockies locked on cardinals paul holden jd haffron here joining you today i didn't i hope i got your last name right it's one of those ones where i think i it's the same but we didn't go over it at the top so i'm hoping i got it right at, at, at the top it Excellent. nailed it there you go you know you you, you come from radio and sometimes you just got to do things on the fly and hope that it works and the rockies and cardinals are off to two different starts i think the rockies are a little bit closer to what i thought there's been a, a couple of missed opportunities for this team actually to be 500 but to see a tweet today that the cardinals have the worst record in the nl to start the season with this high-powered offense what is the current thought only 10 games in, in St. Louis right now. And I, I titled this with the clickbaity title of, is this a must-win season for the Cardinals? Because that pressure does mount a little bit. That's a good team in St. Louis. Yeah, the, the panic button is being smashed repeatedly by fans right now. I'm of one to say that tries to calm everybody down. Is like, look, last year, I even threw this out to a lot of fans yesterday. I was like, last year, the Phillies were four and six after the first 10 games. The uh, Astros had a rev 11 and 11 after April. They met in the World Series last year. Baseball is a long season. And even the Cardinals last year weren't doing anything special until about August. Nothing really was all that great about right. the team last year. 
They were just kind of floating there. And then they got that amazing second half from Pujols and they made the trades for Montgomery and Quintana and things just kind of came together and they overtook the Brewers who decided to trade their closer for no reason whatsoever. So that was great <laughs> and it helped us. But um, fans are upset. They're, they're panicking a little bit. And one of the reasons I tell them to calm down, because you could say that, but they're like, why should we? This is ridiculous. They got their pitchforks ready and everything. And I'm like, well, understand too that they just played three of the top 10 teams in all of baseball, according to the MLB power rankings. Okay. They had to go through Toronto, Atlanta, and uh, then they also, uh, obviously, they're playing the Rockies now, but then uh, who else did they lose to? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. They lose two of three in Milwaukee. And all three of those guys are in the top 10. So it wasn't like the easiest schedule coming out of the gate. You know, I, I compared to what the Rays are doing. So the Rays, you know, have this fantastic start. They're 10 and 0 and they're doing all these things, but they're also playing the Nationals, the Tigers, and the A's, who are the bottom three teams. Okay. So I try to keep it in perspective of who you're playing, but coming into Colorado, who granted, not a great team. Okay. Not expected to be somebody who makes the playoffs this year. Um, this is a, a series where you needed to kind of like right the ship a little bit and to see them lose again last night and only get six hits at Coors Field is, is pretty disheartening. It's hard to sugarcoat that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing uh, that it's that dra that classic thing of, of people got to remember. It's like for us Rockies fans. Yeah, we got to love the, you know, right now, love the moment. But yeah, the, the Cardinals, I think were you mentioned exact same situation last year. They're then they were fine. And Philly is the perfect example. Philly, it, the, the Cardinals are a better team than Philly. And it's a long time. And this it's, it's not like this team doesn't you know what the Cardinals are capable of. This is and, and what they have two MVPs sitting on the corners and they're not going to make two errors in a game and, and, and give up a, a dink dunk game to the Rockies in the middle of June. It might happen in April, but you know, if some down the line, this seems like a Cardinals team that's going to uh, straighten the ship. And the big storyline for Rockies fans last night, Herman Marquez was looking great, but unfortunately leaving with that forearm tightness is yeah. a, Massive worry because maybe you can elaborate on the Cardinal size. The, the Rockies starting rotation depth lacks. I mean, it is it is Herman Marquez. It's Kyle Freeland, Cliff, Jose Arana and Austin Gomber and Ryan Feltner. These Arana can't do this is an opportunity. The Cardinals are going to have in that day game to, to get out of Coors Field to go up against a struggling uh, pitcher for the Rockies. But that's a big down. Uh, if, if the Rockies lose Herman Marquez, that is a, a huge blow to the club. But luckily today, it's nothing, no worries, I guess. But I don't know how you hear forearm tightness from your pitcher. You immediately worry until they make another like three starts, right? That's how at least it is in, in my mind. Yeah, they'll come back with uh, the MRI is clean and that'll give you a, a little bit of Whew. But at the same time, if the tightness continues, then you're like, oh, gosh, now now we're really in somewhere bad. And that, that was horrible to see, too, because as soon as he put his arm up and he pointed at it, we're, I was like, oh, no, I even tweeted back to you. Right. About it. I was like, dude, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wishes injuries upon any of the other teams. And uh, he, he was dealing, too, like he looked pretty darn good. And uh, he's a guy that I, <laughs> I, I hate to keep trying to steal people from Colorado, but he was a guy that I'm like, why aren't the Cardinals interested in? somebody like Marquez I like I I feel like that'd be a, a good guy to go after at a trade deadline here in the near future but uh, uh that, that that was rough to see last night yeah it, Herman Marquez uh someone that I think is a is an underrated pitcher just but in the 
doesn't give him do himself some favors because he's a little inconsistent. But when when his All Star season was a prime example, I, I put this up there. When he is locked in, he is among the league's best at just controlling and dominating a game. You you saw at the beginning, and I think there's one thing you can tell: Herman Marquez. When Nolan Arenado's up, it is a different approach. He gets <laughs> two more miles per hour on his he, his velocity increases. You can just I mean, he wants to control the at bats. And that's what I love about Marquez and Freeland. They can go out and say fan, you know, people might not be like, oh, it's Rockies pitching It's Rockies pitching. And yes, Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland aren't ones and twos in every rotation. But I say this all the time. I love to do it out to the crossovers. Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland would be in any rotation. Any Ooh. team in baseball would have Herman Marquez and Kyle. Fre- Maybe they're four and five for a really good team and others. They would be in front. These are two guys that can really dominate and control a game. And, and, and that's going to be key for the Rockies tonight. Is Kyle Freeland coming out there and and uh, silencing a, a Cardinals team that's ready to turn things around? And you saw little as, as much as Herman kept him off the board, the Cardinals still kind of felt like they could break back in up until later in the game. I felt like that that's when it is, and that's the possibilities of this Cardinals team. So so I ask you, JD, is this team capable of of turning things around in the first half, or is it going to probably take a little bit of a, 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 a trade or just a little bit of mid season adjustments that that you see teams make? Well, I don't think the starting rotation has performed to what was expected. And and like you mentioned with Colorado, not a bunch of ones and twos. And they're like, it's not the same way with the Cardinals. Like, I think if you had to choose one of the Cardinals starting pitchers, who would be the best pitcher? I would go with Miles Michaelis as a two-time All-Star, but he's probably at best a number two on a lot of good teams, maybe a number three on those teams. So uh, it's a lot of guys that are just kind of okay. They're just kind of average. I mean, you're still kind of waiting on Jack Flaherty to be the guy that he was a couple of years ago. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I I have no idea. He hasn't shown that he's got the capability to take himself to that next level again. So, um, but as far as what the Cardinals are doing right now, this three and seven record is ugly as it is. This is not, what they are they're they're going to be better than this they're going to go on a run at some point and they'll they'll get back into it you can only keep an offense like this down for so long and they showed in the toronto series that you know they they can slug with the best of them uh they just happen to be in a bit of a rut right now and that wasn't a problem uh during the spring i know we had a lot of guys uh, at the world baseball classic who were lighting up (laughs) pitching at the wbc (laughs) and in spring training they had no problems hitting in spring training. They had the best record in the, in their league in, in spring training in the Grapefruit League. So um, maybe they're just in that spot right now where things have dipped a little bit and they got to climb back out of it. But again, the season isn't over at the end of April. So the the Cardinals fans who were who were just freaking out and losing their minds, it's going to get better. I promise you it will get better. You got to have a little more faith in uh, what this team has done. This is a St. Louis Cardinals franchise that is consistently winning. And it's what drives a lot of teams around baseball nuts about them and fans around the league is that they're sick of them. They're sick of the car. They're always there. They're constantly there. They're never the sexy team, but they're always there. They don't go away. And I think what is bothering fans the most is uh, also I mentioned that they didn't do all that much in the offseason. They get Wilson Contreras, but they didn't do anything to take the team to the next level like Contreras. They needed a catcher. They didn't have anybody else to play mm-hmm. there. So that, that was kind of a necessity. They had to go get somebody. But they didn't add anything to the starting rotation. 
through free agency that was all that great. They didn't do anything in the bowl, but like they just kind of were like, okay, well, we're going to stick with the guys we got and hope that some of the youth on this team and in this uh, organization is going to come up and be the guys to take us to the next level. And people were underwhelmed by that. And so far, coming out of the gate like this isn't making them any happier about it all. Plenty of time left. And you mentioned youth. And there's a guy we got to talk about on the Cardinals here that is uh, one of the uh, uh, best rookie, uh, you know, looking rookies out of the gate there in Jordan Walker there in right field. We're going to talk about him. Going to take a question from uh, the live chat as well. But we're going to talk about our friends at FanDuel here, and we're going to give you a look at something that uh, you can get in on some of the action uh, at your number one sportsbook, FanDuel. And new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. J.D., do you uh, – what are you – we looking right now here, the spread for Rockies Cardinals tonight – we got the uh, Rockies at plus one and a half at minus 102. Cardinals minus 118 there. What do you like on the spread there between the Rockies and the Cards uh, for, for tonight's matchup? Well, Miles Michaelis <laughs> has just been getting ripped so far. So any bets against the Colorado Rockies in this one, uh, I, I feel is fool's gold because <laughs> – Last time, the last one that I remember, Miles Michaelis pitching in Colorado, he gave up like 10 runs in like an inning and a half or something. It was nuts. Like he just got thrashed. And I felt bad for him because it really kind of put a damper on what was an outstanding season for him. His numbers really took a hit (laughs) because of that one game. But that's what can happen in Colorado. Uh, On the other side, Cardinals hit left-handers very well. I know Freeland is a 2-0 and off to a good start, but the Cardinals are much better against left-handers than right-handers. But I I think – I hate to bet against my guys, but until they prove me wrong, I would have to roll with the Rockies in this one. Rolling with the Rockies. You can roll with the Rockies and lots more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win in case the old Rockies let you down tonight. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. We are crossing over, locked on Rockies, locked on Cardinals here. And uh, one thing to add to your uh, to your, your betting line thought there, uh, Kyle Freeland, 12 and two-thirds scoreless to start the year. So that is uh, one thing as well. Kyle has looked really good, and he is uh, not afraid to pitch at Coors Field. J.D., I want to ask you a question here because we talked a little bit about this move. Uh, from Joel DeGrace here, he says, you know how Rymac will always have a bit of extra pressure because he's not o- Nolan? I wonder if Contreras... Or- or uh, Contreras will be fighting that same pressure because he's not Yachty. I'm wondering if uh, you think uh, what, what what your thoughts are on that. Plus, uh, the mixing in the Cubs part of that in there too. There's a that's an interesting question that that kind of uh, piqued my interest. Uh, he's definitely going to feel some pressure more defensively than offensively. It, it's been a couple years since Molina did anything with the bat like he is his his offensive production really started to tank the last couple of years uh Contreras should be able to beat that just fine although so far this regular season he's kind of looked like Yachty the last couple of years so people are kind of upset about that but it'll straighten itself out defensively though he's never going to be Yachty or Molina and fans can't expect him to be got a cannon of an arm just like Yachty and uh he's already shown it off multiple times this year getting out a couple of guys uh but like he also 
mishandled a 103 mile per hour sinker from uh, Jordan Hicks, one of our relief pitchers that just hit him right in the knee and knocked him out of that game. And then for the next game and everybody's like, this guy stinks. He can't even catch. And I'm like, well, 103 mile an hour sinker. That's not easy, dude. So and, you do that. because they're so used to Yachty catching everything and blocking everything and just being this ultimate catcher behind home plate. There's just they don't just grow on trees and they have to understand that that Yachty doing what he did for as long as he did is not normal. It's not. That's not you may not see that ever again. It's a possibility because catchers aren't catching as long anymore. There it, right. it's just not it's not an easy job and the the fans were spoiled and now they're seeing what it's like not having him back there and they're you know, they're not they're just thrilled about it. When Wilson starts hitting cuz he will <laughs> then maybe they'll they'll cut him a little more slack. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of like when the Rockies, it was like what, Todd Helton isn't playing first base for the Colorado Rockies anymore. He's not going to hit doubles on a, on a full count that he, that he drew eight pitches. You're telling me first baseman don't do that every single time. It was quite the drop-off going uh, to uh, Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy, and, and that all relates back uh, to the mishandles of, of, of that competitive window. But focusing here, what, are the Brewers – a legit threat. Uh, they again, you uh, made some weird moves last year. Even though they were, they and they still finish fine. There's, they're always kind of a weird team, if you ask me, Milwaukee. But you know, the Rockies are sitting here, and you got to go through L.A. You got to go through San Diego, and then Arizona's on the come up, and San Francisco is always San Francisco. So the NL West, I you know, kind of got a little bit more, I think, competitive, uh, you know, uh, nature than uh, there uh, in the in the Central. But is this a, a, a year the Cardinals got to get the division, or is it going to be neck and neck the whole way? I, I'm not always too familiar. I know, and with my ties to Ohio, I know the Reds are still. Close, but still the Reds. <laughs> they still don't have a bullpen. The poor Reds, man. Their starters have been really good, and then they've just blown a couple of games that they, they should have won, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, the Central stinks. They're, it's not a good division. The, the NL West is way better. <laughs> like, I'm curious where the Rockies would be if they were in – the central like i, oh, I such I, a I great offseason top podcast for topic third. for us <laughs> Just, if the rockies <laughs> I, didn't play in the west <laughs> yeah like I, I would assume a lot of teams that might be at the bottom of other good divisions like the east and the west would be fighting for the crown in the NL Central because it's uh, it's legitimately Milwaukee in St. Louis as far as just rosters on paper doesn't mean these other teams can't step. I mean, Pittsburgh's had a good start. Uh, unfortunate loss there with O'Neill Cruz. But Milwaukee's a really good team, and they have way better pitching than the Cardinals, starting-wise. Uh, Devin Williams is great in the bullpen. They got Bush, who's also good. So it's not like their bullpen is, is bad. But uh, their starting pitching is so much better. All three guys, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Freddie Peralta, all three of those would be the ace of the Cardinals team. And that's what they have to overcome. Offensively, uh, you know, Milwaukee plays in a ballpark uh, similar to way Coors is where it's a, it's a hitter-friendly ballpark. So they're going to get their numbers that way. If they can get Christian Yelich to somehow, some way, become the guy that he was a few years ago, then that's a very dangerous team. And they always play the Cardinals well. The Cardinals don't beat them all that often. Um, Milwaukee's got a le legit shot. And uh, unfortunately, with the Cardinals, the way – they're kind of built. It was well. Let's win the division, but if we don't, hey, let's just get in in the playoffs through the uh, through the wild card, and that hasn't worked out so well for them the last couple of years. Again, another reason why not 
building this team through free agency and just at least getting one more impact arm to get to that rotation by not doing that upset a lot of people. Yeah, especially when you uh, you're it's it seems like it is so close. You go and you make the Nolan trade and everything. Like, why are you not making one of the? Why not go get one of these these great free agent arms? But let's close here on young guys that are exciting and players that I think people should keep their eyes on here as they finish out this series. Talk Montero for uh, Cardinals fans that don't know the Rockies have handed the keys over to uh, the second youngest player in baseball at shortstop and Ezekiel Tovar. Uh, Yet again, the Rockies said, hey, here's a rookie shortstop, and hopefully it's going to pan out for us because it's uh, worked out pretty well uh, for for the Rockies. But I I do want to learn a little bit more about Jordan Walker because this guy seems like, I mean, he seems like he's been playing in the majors. Joel Joel DeGrace again in the chat says, uh, Jordan Jordan Walker looks and plays like he's 30. You know, (laughs) so, I, I mean, this is a guy that, with 10, right? 10, 10 straight. Is it a 10 game hitting streak or on yeah. base uh, all 10 games? Yeah. He, no, it's a hitting streak. He, he has not had a game in the major leagues that he hasn't gotten a hit in yet. That's where he's at. Uh, he just passed Ted Williams. And I, I think there's only one other person. And it was like from the early 1900s that has done what Jordan Walker's done so far. And funny enough, his name is Eddie Murphy. So I immediately put that tweet out with a, you know, a photo of Eddie doing his thing. So, uh, but Jordan Walker has been fantastic. 20 years old, 6'6", 245 pounds. Uh, He's a monster. And he, uh, we took him in the, uh, the COVID draft in 2020, which has been a fantastic draft so far for the Cardinals. Uh, A lot of the youth that they're, you know, depending on this year is coming from that particular draft. But uh, Walker, didn't even play in triple a last year just double a and uh he was very good at double a it's not like he hit 380 with 40 but like it wasn't like these obscene numbers but he was very good at double a and they gave him a chance in spring training to see what he had and luckily for him because they had multiple players from the outfield playing in the wbc he got a long look in spring training and for a long time there was hitting above 400. He kind of went into a slump near the end there that uh, brought the numbers down, but everybody liked what they saw. He uh, just switched to outfield last year, had been a third baseman this whole time, but there's somebody else over at third base. What's his name again, Paul? That plays third? I don't know. It's not like I have his jersey still hanging up. Uh, oh, on my, uh, I, I on took my... it. It's over there. It's behind me now instead. Uh, I have to flip it, mine around so it's, <laughs> it's just the Rockies one. <laughs> but uh, So they moved him to outfield because he's a very athletic guy, obviously a big guy. And I was actually unaware until um, this fall. He was playing in the Arizona Fall League how good his arm was. Uh, was uh, Had one of his throws coming in from the outfield from the wall clocked at 99 miles per hour. Okay. So he's got that tool in his bag as well. So um, he he's legit and he's getting better each game too. Uh, he, he's getting more patient. He's starting to understand what pitchers were trying to do to him. They were trying to get him to chase more. So he's being a little more patient waiting for his pitch. And he's leading the team and hitting right now, Paul, he's hitting what three, what do we got? 342. He's tied for the, the team leading RBIs with that Arnato guy with eight. He's got two home runs, which is uh tied for the team lead there. He's a special guy. He's a, he's a special player and uh, we're, we're enjoying the ride so far. <laughs> you just feel so good about a young player when they can just come in. Cause the, cause you know, if they can do it, especially when they come right out the gates. It, it was like when Trevor Story hit all those home runs. It was, yeah, yeah he's going to strike out, but that dude's hitting, you know, multiple home runs, and it, may, it just brings so much confidence. Let's close out final 
where do you think this series is going to end up? You think the cards are going to take down uh, Kyle Freeland and get that win, start riding, uh, riding the ship tonight, or do you think that comes uh, in, in, a, in a salvage game, a day game tomorrow? What are you expecting to see here uh, in the final two games of, of this uh, series? Well, as I mentioned earlier, they hit left-handers way better than they hit righties. So I know Freeland, again, has got off to a great start and hasn't even given up an earned run yet. But I would expect them to to put some runs on the board. Really, the, the issue for the Cardinals, uh, other than yeah, I guess they haven't been scoring nearly as much recently, but they're starting pitching needs to go further than five innings and also needs to hold the opponent's to less than four runs like and they haven't been able to really do that so far uh jordan montgomery had a nice game the other night and uh that was good against milwaukee and yeah they won because of it uh but that that's really a problem miles michaelis today uh got to keep the ball down uh has been known to give up the dinger once or twice in a game and uh that, that scares me that, that frightens me so i don't know if this is going to be the turnaround game for him but i would expect them when they don't have to face, you know, your two top pitchers uh, and then on Wednesday, hopefully they can get a win there. But, uh, you know, coming into the series, I was hopeful they would take two of three. Uh, they better get on it tonight because uh, <laughs> the road trip, if they go down 0-2 on this road trip right away, boy, people are going to be upset in St. Louis. Yeah, and, and we'd feel better that uh, Rockies will get up to 500 with a win tonight. Kyle Freeland, a similar issue. Has to keep the ball down, has to execute, or else that Cardinals team is going to leave the yard. It, it, I mean, that is just plain and simple. When Kyle Freeland misses, he gets hit hard. I mean, that's what happens when you are a, a pitch-to-contact guy, but he has been really good at, uh, at at doing what he does uh, through his first two starts here. So lots of action coming tonight here. First pitch, uh, just a few hours away. Rockies Cardinals. Uh, that is a 640 mountain. So what is that? A 740 central time. Mm-hmm. Uh, first pitch there. We got a request through uh, wish Diego Sousa a happy birthday. So happy birthday uh, there to you, Diego. But that is going to do it for this episode of Locked on crossover, whatever, locked on Rockies, locked on uh, Cardinals, whatever you want to call it here. I've been Paul Holden. I am uh, at Paul Holden 33. You can find the Rockies show at LO Rockies. Find us there talking Rockies each and every day. JD, where can they stay up to date with all things you and all things uh, locked on Cardinals? On Twitter, we're at LO underscore Cardinals. And then you can follow me the way you put it right down there at JD Sports Radio. We're obviously on YouTube and uh, everywhere you get your podcasts absolutely it's hey do us both a favor subscribe to the youtube channels it's a massive massive help to us hey go make locked on fantasy baseball your second listen of the day and win your league but folks until next time this is paul holden saying so long from the locked on podcast network 